what are some of the biggest challenges you as an entrepreneur and as a leader are facing with respect to managing your team? How can you ensure high performance even if your team is working from home? What are the skills and traits that you need to develop to handle your team in the new world? How can you evolve as a leader? These are some of the questions that will get answered in today's episode of Successful Entrepreneurs Podcast with Kamalini Roy by none other than a very successful entrepreneur, TEDx speaker and international trainer and facilitator, Prakash Rohera. And I know that many of you listening in here have been trained by him at some point of time in your career, just like I have. Hi, I'm Kamalini Roy, a growth acceleration coach for entrepreneurs. I'm on a mission to help thousands of entrepreneurs achieve their most ambitious goal, create massive wealth, but more importantly, live a life of fulfillment. Welcome to my successful entrepreneurs podcast. This podcast will bring to you many simple success stories, success tips from successful entrepreneurs. And here we will discuss ways to become successful, which you as an entrepreneur and as a leader can implement quite easily. And if this is what you would like to hear to make your business profitable through simple ways, then go ahead and subscribe to this podcast so that you can stay tuned in for all the success talks given by successful entrepreneurs. And please do remember to bring your journal and pen to take down notes. I promise you, there will be lots and lots of notes to take. So here we go. Let's start. Prakash, hi. I can't tell you how excited I am to have you on my show today. And um, I remember having met you when I first started my career in 2000. And like I keep telling everyone that if somebody has been trained by Prakash, there is no way that person can ever forget Prakash. I just love your style of training. Thank you. Thank you, Kamli, for the kind words. Uh, uh, the feeling is mutual. Always a pleasure to interact with you. And one can never forget the bubbly smile and the excitement that you bring into life. So wishing you all the best. Thank you very much. And before we start uh, the show, I'd like to introduce Prakash. Prakash is an international trainer and a TEDx speaker and has been associated with training participants since 1997. So that's a career spanning over 23 years now. He has delivered over 3000 workshops for over 150 clients in 26 countries for over one and a half lakh participants. Phew, that is really something. He's a global training facilitator and leadership coach with an esteemed list of clients. I mean, name them and all the big corporates are with him, whether it's Aditya Billa Group, Access Group, uh, BCG, BNP, Bank of Baroda, Bayer, Boeing, Capgemini, CBRE, Citibank, ICICI Group, Dalmia, Daimler, all of them, GSW, Johnson & Johnson, Mahindra, everybody, he's trained everybody. And he has been honored with more than 20 awards. Amazing, amazing, Prakash, seriously. And I'm so honored that you have agreed to come on my show. I know you have a really, really busy schedule. 
Thank you very much. Pleasure. Pleasure is all mine. Okay, so for uh, all those listening to us right now, today we are going to talk about an area where uh, Prakash has been training for for like forever, and it, he's an expert in it. And that is about leadership, because I believe that whether uh, you are an entrepreneur or whether you're leading a corporate, there are some traits that are extremely important to learn and to develop. And no one better than Prakash to share those. So I'll hand over to you uh, now, Prakash. What are the skills that you feel an entrepreneur or a leader needs to develop and learn to be an effective leader? I think uh, two things. One is that uh, there are, of course, uh, uh, similar elements both in entrepreneurship and leadership because you could be an entrepreneur and, uh, and, and you have to be a leader. But you could be a leader, not an entrepreneur. In, a, in, a, in the conventional sense of uh, how we define entrepreneurship. However, I think since the perspective is very clear, they were looking at uh, entrepreneurship and we're looking at leadership, uh, I would say that we'll take it as one uh, in terms of bringing out the traits that you need to have to be successful in the market. Uh, clearly speaking, if you look at the definition of leadership and we look at the definition of entrepreneurship, the very essence is that are you able to create something from nowhere? Uh, and I think whether it's a startup setup, whether it's a, 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 a organizational, a conventional organization, whether it's a, any business that you do, any setup that you do, the fact remains that you need to have both. Yes, and today we have lots of organizations talking about creating entrepreneurs within the organizational hierarchy and setups. Now, can we create more entrepreneurs there? So I would say uh, the fact of the matter is leadership, I would say to me are five eyes, essentially speaking. Uh, it's five eyes. And the first one I always believe starts with the word inspiration. Uh, leaders have to be inspiring or getting inspired. There's no scope and no room for anything else. You have to be in the business because it's not easy to be a leader. It's not easy to be an entrepreneur. There are lots of hardships, lots of struggles, lots of uh, you know, obstacles that you will go through. So inspiration gives you that momentum. Inspiration gives you that sustenance. Inspiration gives you that you know belief that you can do it. Uh, if this dies, leadership dies. If this dies, entrepreneurship dies. So clearly speaking, you need to have one, the first eye, inspiration. Second one, involvement. Involvement of yourself, involvement with the team, involvement with what you offer. Very critical. Uh, because you've got to love what you do. You, I, I've been in training for 23 years, and I believe that I love it, you know, to me. And I think you look at anybody, you know, it's uh, any, any job. You look at leaders around who inspire you. You look at people around you who have shown involvement, right, from Mr. Ratan Tata to Anand Mahindra to Warren Buffett to, uh, you know, uh, take any name to Mr. To Premji, to uh, Bill Gates, to Satya Nadella. The fact of the matter is that leadership is about pure and simple involvement. Third, third eye, innovation. Uh, market is tough. Uh, you got to keep innovating yourself. Uh, I know as a, when I started 23 years back, uh, various stages of innovation have taken place. Uh, at that time, it didn't seem like innovation, but in hindsight, you look at it, yeah, we did evolve. We did make some changes. And today, you know, 2020 has made sure that all trainers have to have to innovate to survive in this business in a different way. 
uh, you being a coach yourself, you know how you have to innovate, whether it's your product offering, whether it's your skilling, whether it is also the, the offering that you have in the market. So that's that's the third eye, which I would say. Uh, fourth eye is integrate. Integrate as to what you are doing. It's like alignment of what you're able to create the product that you offer. Are they integrated with your clients? The fact of the matter is you have to feel as if you are part of the client. And that I call it in simple words, integrating, feeling like the, per, the, the, the client that you're in. And, whether, and, and the same thing is when you are a leader, when you're working in an organization, same thing in your entrepreneurship. That's the, that's the fourth eye. And fifth, fifth eye is intent. The fact of the matter is when you say intent, you need to be clear as to what are you chasing. Uh, there's a line which says the goals are simply dreams with deadlines. The fact remains that you, you need to know where you want to be. Organization needs to know. You know, the scary part is we all talk about that the average life of Fortune 5 companies is 40 years. The fact of the matter is that when you're looking at where you want to be, you'll be able to set the systems, the processes in place where you see yourself. Call it visioning, call it dreaming, Call it putting things into process because to me, leadership is simply a way of where you convert vision into execution. Uh, you have a vision, a journey that you travel. Uh, leadership is also what gives really the wind to the wings to take you to the next level. Entrepreneurship gives you that extra you know, fuel to be able to make it the way you want to do it with really no boundaries involved. And that is where I think the scope increases of being able to offer it. So to summarize, uh, Kamalini, the five eyes to me, which need to be there for leadership and entrepreneurship. Number one, absolutely inspiration. Number two, involvement. Number three, innovation. Number four, integration. And number five, intent, the five eyes. Thanks, Prakash. I think it's going to be a very easy way to remember now that you have put a model to it and called it the five eyes. <laughs> Prakash, uh, one of the biggest challenges that entrepreneurs are facing today is with their teams. And, uh, you know, the world has changed. People have started getting used to working from home. So my question to you now, I uh, have two parts. One is, how can an entrepreneur create a high-performance team? And the second is, you know, given the challenge where people have gotten used to working at home, when I talk to entrepreneurs, a lot of them are saying that, especially women don't want to come back to office physically to work because they figured out that the work can be done from home. So how does an entrepreneur ensure high performance by adapting to the new situation? Uh, excellent question, brilliant question. Work from home is here to stay. Let's accept it, it's the new normal. It's work from home, not work at home. So critical element is that you have to be able to differentiate those elements. A lot of individual ownership and accountability will come into play. And that's where the employees have to be able to say, I've got this opportunity to work from home. It's for me to utilize it. And all good employees, and that's my belief, all employees are good till proven otherwise. Yes. Will be able to find a balance between home and work. So I... I'm a firm believer that it's a workable option. We have been doing it for last so many years, uh, so many months. So it's a fact that it is the dual option. The challenge is 
in communication. The challenge is in alignment. The challenge is in trust. The fact of the matter is, it's the same way. You have your deliverables, you have your KPIs, they have to be done in a particular way. And if I'm able to have my own ownership and accountability, as a leader, I believe that the leader will be able to drive that ownership and accountability for the execution and for results to be met. Uh, and if you find there are variances, there could be a quick follow through and uh, a, a dialogue between the employee and the leader. I personally believe uh, it is going to increase productivity and not the other way around. As long as you utilize the time that you have available and being able to create uh, what I call is, I would say three things are required for work from home to really succeed. One, to tell the world that you are at, you know, really working, but at home. So people respect that. Uh, you, it's, your, it's your image, it's your branding, it's your beliefs. So that has to be very clear to the family and otherwise that this is my office time. Uh, so have your little breaks, uh, no, no harm in that, but very clear, defined breaks. Uh, the other one is that, you know, create a vision board. Uh, write down on what you want to execute, like you do things to do today. Here, I would say go a little more long-term, go lay maybe uh, vision board for the week, maybe vision board for the month. Uh, and then you're able to connect with that and say, this is what I have. You said the challenge also from work from home is that there's really no office hours. So you can have a start time and you may probably not have an end time, a defined one. So it's for you to decide that when you think you're productive, till what you're productive. Uh, and being able to take the next forward. I, I personally believe you're saving a lot on commuting, you're saving a lot on other elements. Uh, it is great opportunity, a golden opportunity for you to up your levels of reading, knowledge, apart from the job that you're doing. It's a great builder for your skills uh, and for your knowledge levels. Yeah, great. And thanks for that, uh, Prakash. And how do you feel an entrepreneur can address this as a challenge? Because the fear of the entrepreneur is, you know, I'm paying the employee, but I'm not sure whether the employee is working for me. So like when said, so uh, many entrepreneurs, so many employees are, uh, you know, working from different places, there is no way of bringing them together to, you know, inspire them or do team building stuff or, you know, creating that work environment. So how does that entrepreneur address this challenge of scattered people and ensuring delivery? Let me, let's put it this way. For organization that has got multiple locations, how thing it was earlier, same thing. So you had a leadership team sitting in a particular location, a particular geography, and the teams are all over. So you, you ran on the same principle that they are going to be effective and they're going to be uh, efficient and they'll be able to deliver the results. Except that they were probably coming to office, but you didn't really see them. You, you met them through interview, uh, through meetings, virtual and all this stuff that was happening even earlier. Now, the, 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 the principle has changed. So the fact of the matter is, the question you asked is, how does the entrepreneur believe? Simple thing is, you have to have a trust and alignment equation. Trust is important. Involvement is involvement is equal to alignment. So trust plus alignment is equal to involvement. So have your dialogues, have your trust, and make sure that you have the results. Like I said, if you're not able to get those deliverables within one week, you can always ask people, see what are the challenges they are facing. People need to be guided. People need to be counseled today. In fact, I would say a lot of people are missing the office environment. 
because they have you know the the powers of informal communication cannot be diluted in any organization people are missing that because now they are on their own essentially uh, i also tell people that when you're talking to a colleague when you're talking to someone do a video chat don't do a whatsapp chat on audio do a video chat because people can see you uh, you you you're more dressed for the occasion uh, it kind of gives you a feeling that i'm at work i'm in office so that that's what you can do and uh, i would say the sooner the onus is on entrepreneurs to realize that this is the way forward businesses will run going forward and you look at what satya nadella said in microsoft you saw sundar pichai said for his people you saw ibm you saw infosys they all are getting ready for uh, work from home happening in 2021 and becoming a norm and a lot of companies are saying that maybe i'll save real estate with this maybe i'll be able to do a few things so so i think it's i think it's a great concept uh, as long as both parties the leadership uh, and the team have their accountability equations clearly defined thanks prakash i think that can bring a lot of clarity for a lot of entrepreneurs as to how to take this challenge forward prakash and um, also like i said just to add on i think and if like i said you you always have the power of communication Yes. I mean, if you find that the person is, you know, don't don't ever be a monitor, don't be uh, this thing. Let me call up. What is she doing now? What is he doing now? That's the worst thing. You know, leaders try to become monitors. Leaders try to become, you know, control thing. That's not on the. You know, leaders have to have a big heart. Yeah, absolutely. You have a big heart and respect your team. If somebody's not delivering, of course, you can ask for reasons and answers and have a dialogue like you do in the normal scenario, but. the fact the matter is if if people are loving the concept of work from home employees especially uh, i think it's a it's a it's a win win yeah thanks prakash prakash uh, if i just told you that i want to open up the floor for you and give us a glimpse of you conducting a training session for team building what are the yeah. few things that you say so as if you are training an entrepreneur in front i am an entrepreneur so if you were training me to build teams remotely or physically could you train me for the next 5 minutes um okay <laughs> i think it's it's difficult to to simulate an environment of training in a in a one to one chat i'll be honest with you uh i think every uh, trainer i think we are like artists so we you need the real environment to be able to to speak and something happens in our creative juices that uh, spur the artist in us the trainer in us to to come out spontaneously or otherwise uh, but i would i would say so instead of doing a training session i would say that a workshop like that uh, clearly speaking is any team like i always believe that uh, it's is never i it's always we uh, the fact of matter is uh, the the fact of matter is i think uh, i think it's not about ego it's it's about like i i i forget this little line but it's more we go together rather than ego so it's about bringing sure that we move in from just iq to what i call as vq which is uh, you know uh, so it's it's about making sure that individual moves on to the view portion uh, that you're able to create uh, and and i always say that companies never make profits it's the people who do uh and and the fact of matter is uh if you want to uh for a leader to in a setup like this what you mentioned doing a workshop on team building for his team i think it's less about a training program comes me honestly it's more about having a dialogue i think everybody has issues everybody has concerns uh 
COVID has accelerated uh, the anxiety in each one of us. All of us, left to death accepted, have been impacted in some form or the other. Uh, I myself uh, was affected by COVID, uh, you know, in the month of August, September. It was a tough period for me, for my family. 30 days were tough. I was positive for 30 days. So the fact of the matter is, I think there are thoughts in everybody's mind. There is a fear in some in people's mind. Uh, and I think leaders and employees collectively can come together to resolve it. Uh, I personally believe how my team rallied around me when I was down was absolutely fantastic and brilliant. I will not forget my team for that. I think everybody just needs to be, uh, you know, recognized. And, 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 you know, everybody needs a little, uh, what I call as uh, motivation uh, and kind of uh, a feeling of being part of the setup. So I think it's, and I think also remember, when there is an adversity, there's an opportunity. And I always believe that, and I, in my TED talk, if you see, I always have this line, don't enter, make an entry. So I, I feel that employees can do that for you uh, if you just let them be what they are. And there'll always be concerns, there'll always be challenges, there'll always be a need to have a dialogue. As long as you keep the window of communication open, you will have an effective team. You really don't need to, you know, uh, uh, get into major team building session to do that. Uh, I think people are clear what they want. Uh, I would say the people are more matured. People know what is really expected of them. Whether you talk about youngsters coming out of MBA colleges or or, or engineering colleges or or whenever they graduate, even the graduates, everybody. I mean, I, mean, I believe that people are more matured. They just need to be shown a little path. And, and just just see how they just fly. Uh, because I believe that without people, you can't do anything. And entrepreneurship culture is based on a collective ownership for what we're driving, what we want to fly. Yeah, thanks. I think that's, that's wonderful the way you put it. Um, Prakash, one more thing I wanted to ask you today, you know, entrepreneurs feel the challenge of needing to do everything themselves. You know, yes. they, you know, they want to be the uh, finance yeah. person, they want to be the operations person, the HR person, yeah. the salesperson, marketing person. And it's a very big challenge, which is why entrepreneurs never sleep. They are working for 23 and a half hours and they sleep for half an hour and they have no time for their family. And uh, I genuinely believe that in the corporate world, what I've seen that leaders can go for holidays. Yeah. But an entrepreneur never can go for a holiday. So what is it that an entrepreneur can do with his set of people so that he does not have to be involved in every uh, aspect of the business? And in fact, I was speaking to an entrepreneur uh, today itself, and the entrepreneur said that, you know, uh, I have to take all the decisions. I just can't leave it to the team. You know, how do we solve these problems for entrepreneurs where they can just let it go the way leaders do in the corporate world. Okay, I think, I think uh, uh, I'm not saying that you are uh, wrong. I don't want to say that. But I believe that you have a similar challenge in, in organization as well. Some leaders just refuse to let go. Uh, they don't want to delegate. Uh, they believe that their uh, decisions are the best. Uh, and uh, they don't want to pass on. Uh, so whatever reasons uh, they may be. In entrepreneurship, I can understand. Uh, when you have a small startup, especially starting, uh, you want to limit the cost. You want to limit those, uh, you want to optimize the resources. 
So probably that time it's a forced one that I become a finance guy, I become the accounts guy, I become the admin guy, I become the uh, you know, business guy, I become the ideas guy. So I become everything. As the company business expands, so you have to believe that you can now delegate a few things to let go. There's always a question mark of risk versus letting go. The fact of the matter is that there is a power which has to be shared. Entrepreneurs, I believe true entrepreneurship is exactly that, where you're sharing rather than consolidating. The fact of the matter is that question about, you said not taking holidays, I think a simple question of nothing to do with entrepreneurship, it's a question of balancing your work life. Everybody needs a break. It's all important. Nothing is important. Nothing is so critical that you can't go away for six, seven days. You did that in companies and you know they carried the phones, they carried the laptops, they carried everything. Technically they were on vacation, but actually they were not. So the same thing is now. So you know, we take our breaks with the family. It's how much importance you give. If you trust your people, like I said earlier, trust, uh, you know, plus involvement is equal to alignment, add a word of delegation to it. Uh, you'd be surprised that we all know that when you delegate, like example, Stephen Covey's, uh, you know, seven effective yeah. habits, yeah. when you talk about urgent and important elements, yes. we all believe that whatever I'm doing is highly urgent, highly important. How can that be? How can that be? It's not. So there is a scope of delegating, there's a scope of doing, doing things later. It's the way you need to organize yourself. I think uh, a lot of entrepreneurs struggle on time management. Yeah. You have 86,400 seconds, 14, 40 minutes, 24 hours a day. Find a way. Always remember, best of leaders, I mean, Aditya Puri just retired from HDFC Bank. I mean, and he, he, you know, the fact of the matter is, what, what did we learn from him? One, I think one was time management. Yeah. Brilliant. And he, had, and he had all the figures with him, very successful. The fact of the matter is, and there are lots of examples like that. People who know you'll never find a, a piece of paper on the on the on the table, which is out of place. So they're comfortable with what they're doing. The fact is they have people who do it. Like as Jack Welch said, I'm a gardener, you know, and all my job is to get make sure that I have the all the right people there to be able to do to make a garden. And to and for the fact of the matter is you need people to do it. Uh, also, don't forget uh, at the end of the day when you have an entrepreneurship journey. There's to be transition from where you think about you know, getting the combination up to an organization maturity, to scaling it up. You need more time for ideas. You need more time to, do you have as an entrepreneur, I always say in time moment, called time to think. If I don't have that, I'm going to be struggling on a day-to-day -day basis. I will be more reactive than a proactive leader or entrepreneur. Entrepreneurship is proactive. Leadership is proactive. For that, I need to create a window of one hour, 90 minutes, two hours, time to think. How do I see my business going? What can I do to change? What can I do to innovate? Going back to my 5i model of leadership, look at the elements that can happen if I do not believe in letting go of things being done by my team. Delegation is an art, but delegation is essential. You've been a very... No, I also believe that uh, at the end of the day, what are we working for? Yeah, exactly. So you must enjoy what you're doing. You, you became an entrepreneur to enjoy something that you could do. Yes. So you don't want to be in the same rat race. Absolutely.
you didn't enjoy that you're doing. I mean, why can't you, you know, let go? In fact, I would say when an entrepreneur is there, you can fly off anytime you want to. As long as you're not you know, just abdicating things. But all I'm saying is, there is a way. There is nobody, you know, you're, not, you're accountable to yourself, not to anybody else. Absolutely. There has to be a way. Prakash, you've been yes. a successful entrepreneur yourself. And uh, this will be my last question. Again, one of the challenges which most entrepreneurs face and they share with. Um, entrepreneurs, when they start off in their earlier stage, actually even later on, till as long as they are a micro or a small business, they cannot pay the big bucks to hire the best people. One is how can, that's what they believe. One is how can they create a JD or create an interaction at the interview level so that they can hire the talent they want? And how can they retain the talent and salary doesn't become the basis on which their employees are staying? Okay. I often use this quote, which I love sharing in different forums. I often say, if you want to be a star, make other superstars. Super. Beautiful. Make superstars of your team. Every training has aspiration to be a CEO in an organization setup. Let's make change it around. Every CEO was once a trainee. Today, to get talent, there are lots of people from the top institutes who want to join a startup. Those days are over of that conventional engineering doctor. Things are, we have moved on from there. Moved on a lot. And that's why we say there's a surge of entrepreneurism, entrepreneurship in the country. Look at the unicorns we are creating today. India today has 34 unicorns. Fantastic. We've been able to create that because we have got organizations that had, they believed in the ideas, they got the funding, and they were able to convert that into a business model, a scalable model. How do you do that? With people. You don't do it without people. So the people believe, if they believe in your vision, they believe in your ideas, you will get talent. The fact of the matter is, also don't forget, leadership is not about growing managers. Leadership is about growing leaders. Can I grow my team to be tomorrow's leaders? People will join the journey for you. Only thing is, please invite them for the journey. Wow, I love that last line. Please invite them for the journey. It's a beautiful line. Uh, I did say it's my last question, but I just can't help uh, just referring to something that you mentioned earlier, how your stood, team stood by you when you were low. I caught on you saying something like that. If you could During just share COVID a little time. bit about your, yeah, your, just share your story. I think, I think, I think, uh, I, think I think, uh, I would say that when one has been to various, uh, it's not a country, a journey to say, I didn't have my ups and downs uh, would be a wrong statement. Uh, we had a tough and ups and downs. Uh, we still celebrate uh, when you get a new inquiry. We still celebrate when we deliver a new workshop. Uh, getting a new client is always a sense of achievement. Uh, we have our own little way of celebrating uh, small, small successes. Even when a check comes, uh, when we had the office set over, we would probably get some samosas or get some small things to celebrate with the team uh, because it's not, I, I'm just a delivery guy, but my team helped me uh, deliver that. Uh, you know, so 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 I believe, and also is uh, there are times when I say that uh, I am vulnerable. I'm a human being. None of us is perfect. Uh, I could be a leader, but I have my vulnerabilities as well. Uh, and I think that's where I think you need a team around you. You need a family around you to be able to take you through that. 
So I'm thankful to my team, thankful to my family for being part of that. When I, the specific example I talked about was the COVID example when I was done for 30 days. Uh, in fact, I did two sessions during that time. How I did it, Kamini, I had no idea, but I did that. Uh, one session involved 1,600 people. Uh, and I know the three hours were very tough for me to deliver those, that session. Client didn't know that I was uh, suffering from COVID. Uh, and I think that's probably was my commitment with already done it. Of course, when I got the other requests, I could not do those because I, it's not fair uh, uh, to my doctor as well. So uh, the team, the way they, the way they rallied around, the calls, uh, the support, uh, talking to clients, uh, doing more of my work, uh, which I would do in a training setup. So I think they always have been there. Uh, uh, and uh, the success, uh, even the tears they had when they got to know that I was down, I was struggling because I had a tough COVID, I'll be honest. Uh, and I think when I recovered uh, and they did ya and something, so uh, we recently did some digital workshops for Asia Pacific for uh, a client. Uh, it was the first time for us. So the celebration that they had, the preparation they did. So I think this is all part of team. And I think uh, to celebrate uh, together is a great sense of achievement. Whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a leader, keep one thing in mind. The people are the ones who make you what you are. Uh, like I keep saying that the power of people is the bigger the set you can have and you can't let it go down. So uh, keep adding the value, uh, keep adding value to your team. I call it the power of plus one. Are you better than yesterday? Uh, and tomorrow will be better than today. Uh, that's why there's no finishing line for us. Uh, let me share with you, I've been doing training for 23 years, uh, but I'm as nervous for a workshop as I was 23 years back. Ask my family if you want more details. <laughs> so the fact of the matter is uh, because uh, you never know. Yeah. So uh, nervousness is good because I believe it lets the butterflies go in the formation. Wow, that's nice. And thank you so much for sharing your vulnerability. Uh, Prakash, I have learned a lot today from you as an entrepreneur. And I'd like to keep calling you back for my uh, shows, for my podcast and my YouTube. Thank you very much. I know you are on vacation, so I really, really appreciate you uh, coming and uh, doing this for me. And thanks a lot, Prakash. My, my pleasure. And, uh, you know, keep the spirit going. Uh, I'm sure you will do well as an entrepreneur. I'm not, even, I'm not even worried about that. But keep the magic going. Keep the warmth going. The world needs more people like you. All the best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Prakash. Every entrepreneur and leader works extremely hard to try and achieve his or her dreams. Often in the process, we forget the beautiful journey that must be enjoyed along the way. And to enjoy the journey to success, one must spend time taking breaks and pursuing hobbies. These much needed breaks over the weekend or at the end of the day daily increases the productivity of every individual massively. So here is what I do for my break. I love to sing and I love to perform in front of an audience. Thank you for being my audience as I perform my song for you. This is just a home recording from my phone. A day.
is yet unknown. I broke my heart for every game to taste the sweet. I face the pain. I rise and fall. Yet through it all, this much remains. I walk alone, moment in time. When I'm
would like to be a successful entrepreneur, then I would like to invite you to join my community. Contact me through my website under the name of Kamalini Roy. That is K-A-M-A-L-I-N-I-R-O-Y dot com. Kamalini Roy. I will repeat that for you. K-A-M-A-L-I-N-I-R-O-Y dot com. You can also choose to continue learning for free through all the valuable content I put out in my YouTube channel under my name, Kamalini Roy. If you have enjoyed my podcast, please do put out a review on Apple Podcast. I look forward to personally reading your comments and reviews. I would also like to invite you to share your questions and challenges with me so that I can address them and help you with solutions through my podcast and YouTube channel. Thank you for listening to Successful Entrepreneurs Podcast by Kamalini Roy. Just hit that subscribe button and see you at my next episode.